This is BBC One in the South East. Wait, stop! Whoa, 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 whoa! It's the Christmas special! Shit, we need Christmas music! Go! Hello and welcome <clears throat> to Not The Special Edition, it's the internet's own geeky podcast. The best this side of Chewbacca's right bollock. Oh. Uh, it's um, it's episode 10. We're into Crikey. double figures. Nice. I can't imagine the producers of the Fantastic Four films will ever say <laughs> those words. <laughs> I'm Miles and I'm here with Kit. Yay! Yay. Uh, what are we going to talk about this week? Uh, well, we can talk about, uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but like, mm. there's loads of little lights and baubles and stuff up and green trees and like tinsel and Shit people cakes. are buying stuff that they wouldn't normally buy so I think it might be uh, 4th of July coming <laughs> <out>. <laughs> 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 it's Christmas yay let's do something like that then shall we go okay. we've recently seen some movies <laughs> 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 Recently seen uh, with not special edition. Kit, do you want to do you want to kick off? I don't want to repeat myself, you know, what too much, but because you talked about it in depth the other week. But I did watch It Follows, Yay. Uh, which you lent me. That's very nice. Yeah, because as I'm not uh, particularly a horror fan, uh, I did watch it with a little bit of trepidation. But I got to say, I thought it was fantastic. Yay! I, I did think it was superb. It managed to be scary intense without there was you know virtually no gore in it whatsoever which no. was brilliant um unsettling scenes it was no very gore. unsettling but it didn't um not to the point where there was any psychological damage going on <laughs> <laughs> no, no. what about that that call you made to me the other night you're in tears remember uh, oh, no, you, said away you, from me. you said you wouldn't tell them about oh, sauce, mate. <laughs> yeah oh dear probably the bit, thing i enjoyed the most about it was the music owes um, so much to John Carpenter in particular yeah. I think but yeah in a sort of modern style yeah just very sharp and to the point the, the use of camera angles was fantastic for when you know they are being uh, followed by people I like the way I even like the ending the fact that it was you know is it unresolved or is it just that they're mm. you know uh, sort of still looking over their shoulder yeah oh, yeah, very very impressed by it oh hooray yeah. good excellent yeah Formula year 2015, everyone says it. It's well, you, they don't, I say it. You so say far. it. Yes. It is still your f- favourite film of the year. It is. I mean, yeah. we've got a certain, some spacey film to see next week, so it, that could usurp it. Who knows? I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> Might be shite, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Might be fucking shite. I don't know. Cool, I'm glad you like that. Um, after disliking Mad Max for your own and being all wrong about it. Yeah, you know, I, no, I, you've come round to my way of thinking. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, I, I was wrong. And, yeah, there we go. <laughs> It's opinion, mate. You tell someone they're wrong enough, they'll start to believe it. It's very true, actually. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. It's scary. No, it's bad, isn't it? Mm. Let's move on. Yeah. Okay, so that's that one. Um, I'll jump in then with something I've just finished, which is Jessica Jones. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yay! Superbly crafted, hand-wringingly tense finale. It's, it's brilliant television. Um, and it's drama that genuinely cares about its characters. That's what I got from it the most. I think, why do I like this so much? And I think people who make it actually really care about the people they're writing about and I think that means so much there's a real authenticity to it so well done them I remember seeing someone on Twitter I remember it was only the other week I remember seeing someone on Twitter saying that they were a bit disappointed by the finale because it's sort of a bit smaller mm. but I like that it was personal and it followed up on the, the entire series arc and it is a sort of smaller victory if you like if you can even call it that but I prefer that to something like a Marvel film where your entire planet is in danger. I can't mm. buy into that. But this, where it's a, more or less a one-on-one situation, fantastic. I've got to say, um, on a similar note of you know catastrophizing and that sort of thing, that's part of the reason I get I got slightly disaffected with some Doctor Who plots. Is that it seemed to go through a period of like every single week was oh this and this and this is going to happen. Therefore, that's going to mean the end of humanity or yes. something like that. And I just thought uh, if it was on more of a I don't know, it seems not a domestic scale, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Not everything has to mean the end of 
No, you can relate to it on a human level. It's like the um, RTDs, uh, Russell T. Davis, sorry for listeners not in the know. Russell T. Davis' last adventure, The End of Time, it dealt with the Doctor and the Master. Mm. But absolutely, the most important thing in all of that was not that, I don't know, they were going to change the fabric of reality and the timeline was going to come back. It was Wilf, Bernard Cribbin's character. Oh, yeah who was stuck in that sort of glass cabinet and he got all the radiation, he was going to get the radiation him and the 10th Doctor sacrificed it. That, to me, was the true heart of the story, not the, the Time Lords and all the extra guffing stuff yeah. like that. That's what I find relatable. And again, with Marvel, uh, very similarly, it's about the interpersonal relationships uh, in Jessica Jones and in Daredevil and not about, like you say, huge catastrophic events. Mm. I just can't buy into them. So yeah, brilliant, brilliant series. Excellent. Recommend it to absolutely anyone. So anything else? Well, do you want to talk about the end of Doctor Who? Doctor Who, have you seen them all? Yeah, I've seen them all. Okay. Yeah, I'm very keen to hear what you actually thought about Heaven Sent and then followed by Hell Bent, the final two. I thought they were absolutely fantastic. Oh! Did you know, were you not happy with them? Heaven Sent, I think, was one of the most astonishing pieces of television in the last decade um, or so. The finale, I thought, was dull exposition oh, and really? lots of talking and moving from scene to scene and just chatting about the plot rather than having one oh, okay. I can't stand it when Doctor Who does that but heaven sent the Peter Capaldi yeah. more or less tour de force on his own yeah. I thought it was just incredible television it was but amazing was, yeah. it? it was um, a little bit moon yeah yes yeah, yeah. Uh, which, which is never a bad thing you know? yeah um, I loved it but the end one I, I just I just thought oh, it's just more talking and I like talking, don't get me wrong, that's nice, That again, that's the heart of human drama, but uh, it just felt like they were talking around the plot and not actually having one, and all this supposition, oh, what's the hybrid? I don't care, you tell mm. me. But a, a lot of people felt very differently, so what what did you like about it? Um, I, I just, it's very difficult to put my finger on, I, I mean, I do get it. I like a nice, I like a nice sentimental episode, mm-hmm. uh, and, it, and it was that. Mm-hmm. I thought that the whole thing, the the twist that it's him, not her, that you know has a memory wipe, is quite. I thought that was good. I I liked it because it it seemed like. I mean, I know there was like you say there was a lot of talking at the end, but it seemed like it was sort of decent sci-fi rather than. I've watched. I remember watching the end of the final Catherine Tate episode where they were all running around like oh it's not going to work, it's not going to work, it's not going to work. And then she's like, oh, I've just found this button that's going to... Yes, and I, I, I remember yeah. like that being, being like feeling quite cheated at that <laughs> um, Yeah, and this sort of seemed like... It, it seemed like they were actually striving to find a decent plot way of ending things. So, yeah. Yeah, I liked it. But it might have been just because it, it felt followed on so well from episode 12 or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the, the exact number, but... Yeah, I can't agree with you more about Heaven Sent. It was absolutely yeah, wasn't that amazing? Fantastic. But no, I I I do take what you say about um, Hell Bent in that the fact that his memory was being wiped oh, yeah. rather than hers. I did like that. I like kind of what they did, just not the way they went around it. Oh, okay, sure. And yeah, no, sure. I love. I mean, I think Peter Capaldi is superb, amazing, mm. an incredible actor, and and I love his sad little knobbly knickknack face at the end of it. Oh, I just want to give him a cuddle. Yeah, so that's, um, that's exactly what I like about stuff mm, like that, and I can yeah. overlook plot elements. To, yeah, because they it gives me the the emotional impact. Mm. I may watch it again. I, I they tend to only watch them once these these days. I used to watch Doctor Who religiously. That doesn't make any sense. Every Sunday, yeah. <laughs> no. I used to watch each episode multiple times these days, once and, and it's done. But I may give the last one another go. Um, I was watching it. <laughs> on my iPad in the kitchen doing the washing up so perhaps I wasn't in the best frame right, to okay. actually appreciate it okay. so that's, that's what I thought and I'm not looking forward to the Christmas one no no. that was the, that was the biggest dis- I just I mean I, normally the Christmas specials are just sort of fluffy throwaway nonsense yeah. and I saw the advert for it the first face you see is Matt Lucas and I just thought oh bollocks <laughs> <laughs> it's not so much Matt Lucas for me um, or Greg Davis who I really like it's Riversong I can't stand the character of Riverside. Oh, really? thought we'd seen the last of her. I hoped we'd seen the last of her. And here she is again, stinking up the screen. Sorry, Alex Kingston, nothing personal. Well, because it kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> Take that, Alex Kingston. <laughs> She's going to unfollow us. <laughs> At not special pod. <laughs> Anything else? Yeah, I watched a film which 
a lot of people have recommended to me, and I was disappointed by. So I don't know whether I should <gasps> talk about it or not. It is called it. Uh, Seventy One. I don't know if you've never no, heard. No, it. no, I'd watched. It was on telly. I'm not, I'm not. I think it is actually quite recent. It was. It was about British Army recruit 1971 deployed to Belfast during the Troubles, sort of thing. And but then it turns into which I normally not interested in that sort of like war drama at all. No. Um, but I'd been told that it sort of turns into something else that he, he sort of gets separated from his regiment and has to find his way back. And like I say, a lot of people have recommended it to me, and I, I again, I was I struggled through it. Maybe it is it is just that I'm not interested in that sort of thing. But it, I couldn't see it any redeeming features of it. <laughs> like, yeah. Seventy one. Does that is that related to yeah. the date year? Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, do you know who directs it or anything? No, I, get, I didn't bother to look into it because I was just. That's oh, yeah. why I said I'm, I was hesitant to even talk about it because. Uh, but it's you've the, said it now. Yeah, I've said it now. It's out there now. I just sound like a grumpy bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I hear about the word Belfast, and sorry, this is going to sound vaguely. I hope not. But all I ever think of is, I'm having a Porsche. <laughs> <laughs> What's that from? <laughs> I don't know. A man in Belfast having a Porsche. <laughs> I can't even decipher what you're supposed to be saying. <laughs> it's power shower. Oh, power shower. Mm. There's a French and Saunders recurring joke is that whenever they try and put on the Northern Irish accent, they, mm. they'd have to, before they'd say anything, they'd go, Hey, are you? <laughs> 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 uh, so, um, I've seen Piranha 3D. Oh, uh, yeah. Yay, uh, finally got around to that. D- directed by Alexandra Adjar. Or Adjar, I think it's French. Yeah. He's behind the Hills Have Eyes remake, which I actually thought was all right. Um, and Horns, the Daniel Radcliffe flop, actually. Oh, yeah. But I hear it's quite good. And he also wrote the very effective 2012 Maniac remake starring Elijah Wood, which is almost too unbearable oh. uh, to watch. Yeah, it's very visceral. Anyway, oh, this is Piranha 3D, so it's just sort of stereopic teeth and tits. Yeah. Um, that's it, really. It's indefensibly sexist. It's irredeemably moronic. But the carnage does provide a hefty barrel of chuckles. It's once it finally gets going, which is way over halfway through. Oh, really? Yeah, the carnage is deeply funny. It's sort of gallows humour. Everyone getting munched and stuff. I've I've seen. I, I started to watch one of them. Mm-hmm. I can't. And it's it seemed to start the carnage almost started straight away. So it might have been a different one. Oh, there's like one scene in the beginning to let you know what you're in for later oh, on. Okay. But and that's a, a fisherman out on the lake. Um, I mean, this is the the 2010 one with like, uh. Kelly Brook and him off of screen two, the really bland chap. It's no, I, I wouldn't. It's fairly cretinous. Yeah. I probably wouldn't recommend it. And there's there's lots of sort of boob obsessed laddishness, yeah. which I kind of hope we'd left in the 90s. So, uh, what did yeah. you really expect from the? From no, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you're absolutely right. I just <laughs> I don't no, know. No. I kind of thought it might have a sense of its own absurdity, and it does, but. It's the, the, the constant bombardment of breasts, <laughs> madly enough, is off-putting. <laughs> I know. Yeah. That is definitely one I watch without my wife home. I love Bearing the fact... the sequel is called Piranha 3 Double T. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Also saw Motel Hell from 1980, uh, directed by Kevin Connor. It's a film I've meaning to get around to for absolutely ages, because it's got that great iconography of a chainsaw wielding assailant wearing a pig's head as a mask oh yeah fantastic and it's such an arresting image I think it's been used like throughout horror fiction like you know but, well not Lord of the Flies but it's got that in it as yeah. a pig's head it's also in the PS2 Rockstar game Manhunt which is great pigsy and like Saw and Berkshire County it's it's a genre staple really was, was Manhunt PS2 was it yeah yeah when it first came out Mm-hmm. Crikey, I remember that kid. All the controversy over that. Crikey. Yeah. yeah. Great fun. Yeah. Very samey game, but I enjoyed it nonetheless. So, uh, being a fan, I thought I should actually check this out. It's crap. Is it? <laughs> it's really crap. It's got a real ill fitting jollity of a tone. Doesn't make any sense. It's over long. It thinks that we should be interested in the main characters of Dreary Love Triangle. It's not funny, it's not scary, it doesn't pack a single punch. Avoid. I was really disappointed. I, again, I didn't, my, my expectations were not high, but I thought because it's got that great image, I thought it would go somewhere. It doesn't. It's awful. It, it, it's sort of tilted as a Texas Chainsaw uh, parody. Mm. Yeah, well. 
Can't it's been quite a disappointing month. I've got another one coming up now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything else yourself before? Uh, a piece of television. Go on, dive uh, in with yeah. something good. Um, I'm surprised. It seems like not many people that I know are watching it, but it's utterly fantastic. It's Toast of London. I don't know if you've been watching it. Matt oh, Berry's comedy. Right, yeah. the comedy thing. No, yeah. I've not seen it. Yeah, I love Matt Berry. Yeah. yeah. It's utterly fantastic. Each episode's only um, about 20 minutes long. Right. It's very sharp and to the point, very, really well edited. Surreal humour. It's co. It's written by Matt Berry and Arthur Matthews, who oh. co-wrote Father Ted. Yeah. Although there isn't, there's, you know, there's not that there's any similarity. Yeah, just really, really good, unusual program. That's not afraid to, you know. I've got, I, sometimes I'm watching it and I'm thinking, I, I'm genuinely surprised that they commissioned it because it's so off the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm props to Channel Four for allowing him to. To do something that experimental. Yeah. What's uh, its setup? It's what's the premise? Uh, he's a an actor who's trying to get work in you know like London theatre scene. It's really that's the thing. It's like it's got no basis for you know connecting to uh, like modern life in any way. Yeah, but yeah. that's its charm. It's I think we're, it's about halfway through this series. But I implore anyone who likes any sort of surreal comedy or comedy of any kind to at least give it a try. Yeah. Give it a couple of episodes because it does take a little while to sink in because it is it's unusual style, but it, it's it's worth persisting with. It's oh, I love I love Matt Barry. I just I, yeah. I've, I've heard of it and I've so I think I've seen like all oh, coming up next, and I thought oh, I just had other things to do. But yeah, I watch it. I always like his UK guides they have on iPlayer. I don't know if they have them on telly as well. Have uh, seen those? No, I don't think I have. Oh, fantastic! He yeah. takes um, sort of archive footage and narrates. A guide to UK stuff like UK holidays. Oh, he's, right, okay. he's got such wonderful sort of. How do you say it? It's like a purple voice. Yeah. <laughs> it's not brown. It's purple. <laughs> uh, I love his voice. It's just utterly fantastic. Yeah. So I, I always watch those, and obviously I know him from the Boosh and from the IT crowd and etc. He's quite a good musician, strangely enough. Well, he yeah. All, there's songs in it which he does. Oh right. Okay. Uh, uh, he's done albums as well, which are fantastic. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, they're genuinely very good. Okay. Uh, although they are prog rock, so you might not get up with them. Come out. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. They're they're, um, they're like it's prog, but it's sort of it's shorter and, and snappier than it's not. Oh well, it's, my, it's not mindless indulgence. Right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Very good. Another. Um, he also did the music for. Snuffbox, which again, very few people seem to have heard of. I only heard of because I've got a personal recommendation for off a friend. But that was something he did after he met Rich Fulcher on the set of The Mighty Boosh. They did their own programme, which they wrote, which was script edited by Arthur Matthews, although he didn't do any of the Mm. actual writing. Again, just a a thing that was... uh, It says on the back of the DVD case, something like, um, due to the... uh, uh, obscene nature of the material it could only be shown really late at night it was only shown once mm. um, and then never shown again but it's available on DVD Snuffbox check it out brilliant Snuffbox and Toast of London yeah Toast Count of London my, my wife loves Matt Berry. Yeah. I think if I were not around she would be snogging him right up oh yeah <laughs> he'd be well up for that <laughs> of course he's in House of Fools as well and he's yeah. brilliant in that yeah. do you like that? I love it oh I don't yeah. like it what? what sorry Cow. Yeah. <laughs> Mad Max and House of Fools. <laughs> so you're not a Vic and Bob fan then, I guess. Yeah, I am. That's the odd thing. What? I like um, shooting stars, obviously. Like, who, yeah. who doesn't? I don't know, idiots. <laughs> I think Katie Hopkins wouldn't like shooting stars. <laughs> She'd say, send those shooting stars back. <laughs> <laughs> back up in, into deep space from whence they came. <laughs> She's a, a political cunt. Right, um, I forgot one. It's another aquatic assailant in 3D. Uh, it's Creature from the Black Lagoon. Ah, uh, yeah. Which we were watching a bit of last night. I probably watched it like fully. Yeah. Yeah, Jack Arnold's 1954 3D creature feature. And as you'd like, probably suspect, it's a very basic and linear and somewhat plodding monster driving. Uh, but not without its charms. And the 3D is really well done because so objects are framed correctly. There's like locked off cameras, things are centre stage, it moves at a slower pace and you don't get that sort of frenetic madness that modern 3D, like you know, Transformers films or whatever has. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it's absolutely fine. It's a sort of thing you'd watch, I think, if you're hungover. It's okay. Very gentle, not much happens. I mean, occasionally you'll get a hand coming out. Dun, dun, dun! He sort of strokes the sounds a bit. Mm. Dun, dun, dun! Back in again. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know what he's up to. He's an idiot, that creature. They just fucking 
fire bullets at him until he's dead. <laughs> Back in the day when you could legitimately use the sound dun, 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 in a film yeah. and not come across as horrendous parody. Yeah. Brilliant. Speaking of horrendous parodies, <laughs> it's not actually. It's um, a film called Contamination from 1980. Oh, yeah. It's a clunky, flatly directed alien invasion B-movie. There it is. It concerns Martian eggs that aren't actually eggs. Uh, they're sort of like tapioca rugby balls uh, that sort of turn your insides out, quite literally, oh, okay. uh, in slow-mo. Oh, yeah. It was on the um, the Director of Public Prosecution's Video Nasties list of the early 80s. Ah, the old classic. Yeah, it's for its sort of ropey but very gory effects. If you watch them now, obviously they're, they're laughable. Got a goblin score, so I really like that, sort of electro, sort of carpenter-esque. Oh yeah, brilliant. Um, it's got the earnest but frequently bewildered looking uh, features of Ian McCulloch of zombie flesh eaters fame but for the most part it's just one of those Italian filmed as Americans with native actors sort of redubbed it's passable as grindhouse fodder but nothing else it, it's, it is a little bit dull and a bit clunky and a bit sloppy it feels if anything more like a sort of visceral take on the Pertwee era Doctor Who we've yeah. seen the early the sort of the 1969-1970 series where he's he's earthbound alien evasion every week there's always a sinister company and some industrial setting mm. it feels very much like that but much more gore obviously and viscera yeah and human villains and things like that but what what I was watching it more than anything else I was thinking is our modern DVD and Blu-ray releases they seem to cater very much for the collector these days no well okay let's put it this way there seems to be like an inverse ratio to box office to how much love and care and craft is put into the final product. Mm. But contamination probably made, I don't know, Thruppence Hapney. But you've got this reversible sleeve, it's got a booklet, it's got uh, multiple special features. It's been lovingly restored, the actual final print's been gone over. It's a far more care and attention, you, you could argue, than the film itself deserves. Yeah. But I think that's very much for collectors like a bit like me I'm not a massive collector but I, I do if it's got Arrow on it or Screen Factory or Shameless I'm yeah. in there's all those sort of labels yet yeah, I think the sort of big Hollywood hitters they just sort of liberally toss out a DVD with sort of bare bones release because most people I suppose these days probably get them digitally mm. or they're going to have that on Netflix or Amazon Prime or they're going to buy it on iTunes just the, the bare bones vanilla release but for, for collectors there does seem to be a, a concerted effort I think to actually get them to buy physical product. Yeah. Which is working because I fucking well tried to get rid of physical product. I've got rid of boxes. But when I see things like that, I have to buy them. I did get it very cheap and it was I mean that's worth about, I don't know, fifteen quid or something like if you buy it new, but I got it for like four pounds or something. Yeah. I'll tell you what um distributor I'm most impressed by, uh, Artificial Eye. Alright. I'll give them I'll normally give anything a go that's on that. Yeah. yeah because they again they do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Loads of extras yeah. and they're actually decent ones as well, yes. not just throwaway ones. I mean what was on that on like all the last one trees are on artificial eye. Um, oh, right, okay. we need to talk about Kevin's on artificial mm-hmm. eye. Um and loads like loads of random stuff. They do a, a lot of all the old um Andre uh, Tarkovsky stuff is on artificial eye. Right. Yeah. Uh, and just yeah, brilliant. A really well well thought out almost exactly what you were just saying like, yeah it's because extras normally I couldn't care less about them no no so, no, no yeah. absolutely if it was a general Hollywood release it's just going to it's going to be a puff piece um, filmed at the time I mean, this I mean hindsight is very easy to get with some of these older films because they can go back and they can talk about the films with a lot more honesty and integrity I think than they can do at the time of their filming because most of these um, you know, look behind the scenes of I don't know the Phantom Menace. Never mm. at the time says, "Well, this is going to be the best film ever." And yeah. it turns out not to be true. But yeah, you're absolutely right. And um, so you're too artificial either than what I am to Arrow. Mm. Yeah, because I pretty much see any Arrow release, and if it's cheap, I will just buy it, regardless of the film. I've never heard of Contamination. Never. Yeah. And it wasn't all that good, but it's got these brilliant extras where you have these academics and these proper film experts talking about and just going really deep into the the origins of the films and the scenes they were at the time great stuff so well done them pulling me back into fucking physical releases when I thought I'd given all that up yeah bastards I did notice talking about film professors and that that on their on on this 
it follows that we were just talking <coughs> about. Mm-hmm. All the extras here, it's like, um, oh, audio commentary with Sam Stone said, professor of film and television studies, etc. And that sort of thing. It oh, seems right? to be being treated as mm-hmm. a, as a genuinely essay worthy yes. film if you you know want to use a term like that <laughs> I think it is I think it follows how to have multiple readings yeah uh, not just on on the interpersonal connection between the characters and if you want to talk about con- consent yeah and you know, things like that or, or you can just talk about it as an essay on hot horror cinema yeah fantastic that's the thing and it's yeah it, it, I mean even a horror fan that I'm not I noticed a lot of nods to yeah. other horror things but that weren't they weren't like oh look we're doing this bit from this film it was it was no. nice you yeah. know it was, it was a little nod to something yeah. whilst it being very much its own film yeah yeah very cleverly done fantastic I mean I'm, I'm so happy that horror genre can continually evolve and bring up new things um because you kind of think, oh, I've seen everything. There isn't anything else to do in this genre. And then that comes along as, oh my God, yes, of course, I never thought of that. Yeah. That's brilliant. Well done, you. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a five star, uh, two five star things there from, from The Guardian and The Daily Mirror right next to each other there. It's appealing <laughs> to a broad spectrum there. <laughs> yeah. Anything else? Uh, let's do something good. Paul Goodwin's Future Shock, the story of 2008. Oh, right. Yes, fantastic. It had a limited theatrical release. It's just come out on home vid, and it's fantastic. Oh, cool. And I'm not the world's biggest 2008 fan. I do like them. I remember early 90s picking up a few copies and being a bit baffled by them more than anything, uh, which is wonderfully addressed in that very documentary. Uh, it's really good. It's got all the key players are interviewed. Um, it's got Dave Gibbons, Dave Bolland, Pat Mills, everyone but Alan Moore. I was going to say, did they manage to get anything no, out of that? No, even Moore? his absence yeah. is a sort of chapter in the story of 2000 AD, and yeah. very well covered it is too. Um, they pull no punches at all, and I mean, on him, comes away actually um, with you know, a fair degree of dignity, but yeah. it is a very much a hate the phrase, warts and all. Yeah, it's a lemmy. <laughs> I'm uh, laughing at my own shit and warts <laughs> joke. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's it's absolutely fantastic. I am obsessed with, with Alan Moore's work. Right, In yeah. fact, okay, I've got a feeling that we should probably do a dedicated podcast at some point. Let's do I it. I could just go off on one. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, no, truly, like it, mm-hmm. it's. It, I mean, can't remember what. The, I'm sure the first one I read probably was Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've. It, read several of his other things and it's utterly fantastic although interestingly whilst I because I, I I just know about it I'm not sure I, I haven't actually ever read a 2000 AD oh, right, okay. um, comic but yeah obviously I, I am familiar with what is part of their canon it made me all the more angry that well not angry I think that's the wrong word it made me all the more disappointed that there has been no Dread sequel and there will be no Dread sequel it simply didn't do the business, at least financially. It certainly did creatively. In fact, have you seen Dread? No, not really, the new one. No. Really, very good. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. It's very much a sort of like an early '80s slice of Paul Verhoeven ultraviolence. Oh, okay. Very streamlined. It's fun. It's great. It's in 3D, and yeah. it uses the 3D to a fantastic effect. It's a terrific film. Yeah, regretfully, um, I've only seen Judge Dread. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you lose. Stallone film, yeah. So, yeah. The love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, was that judge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, come again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I've, I've not even seen that. I saw yeah. the I saw the making of that without seeing the film. Yeah, well, A level media studies. What can you do? Yeah, I, I, I can imagine that you probably got more out of that. Than... <laughs> <laughs> That's everything we've seen then, I guess. Is it? Uh, yeah, I think so. Hi there, Miles here. In between recording that and editing this, I've just seen the slightly confusingly titled Snoopy and Charlie Brown colon The Peanuts movie, made by Blue Sky Animations and directed by Steve Martino. It is undeniably charming. It has a very idiosyncratic animation style. It's refreshingly respectful to the source material, but it's boring as fuck. And I take absolutely no pleasure in saying that because it's clearly been made with an awful lot of love and passion. It's not to have been liberally tossed out like the, the Postman Pat movie of a couple of years back. But it is very trying. It's like about 10, 12 episodes of the uh, cartoon series 
that stretched out over, I don't know, 90, 100 minutes. Very sorry to report this. I really wanted to love it. And part of me does still love it for remaining true and faithful to its newspaper comic strip and also its cartoon series. But in doing so, it is boring. And I'm deeply sorry to say that. But it is. It's dull. And that's that. Anyway, back to the show. Bye! It's the Star Wars Holiday Special Quiz! Yes! Yay! Shut up. <laughs> so, yeah, Star Wars Holiday Special Quiz um, in honour yeah. of Force Awakens, which is open next week. Okay. Of course, we'll be there to cover it. Yeah, know. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so the world's hanging on yeah. for our opinion. Tweeting at 2am in the morning. <laughs> to all 24 of our followers. <laughs> okay. okay. I'm going to open a Twitter account just for this and write, it was really good. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. Right, we've got five rounds by the looks of it to go okay. through. The first round I call Christmas Cracker. Would you like to pull a cracker with me, Kate? Yeah, all right. Yeah. Okay, excellent. Oh, fucking hell. Jesus. Sorry, a bit of a big one now. Right, okay. Oh, Christmas Cracker. You're wearing the hat? I am. Okay, round one. Knock, knock. Who's there? R2 Deet. R2 Deet who? That's right! <laughs> R2 Deet 2. The roll on deodorant bleepy thing from such films as Star Wars Episode 2 Attack of the Clones and Friday the 13th Part 20 Jason Goes Bananas. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know how you even got that one wrong. <laughs> I nearly did. <laughs> right. Knock knock. What? <laughs> <laughs> Round 2. Guess the wrestler. Oh, brilliant. My first is in Han, but not in Solo. My second is in Han, but not in Solo. My third is in Han, but but again, not in Solo. What wrestler am I? Han? No. Han. <laughs> no! I, uh, wait, I don't understand how this works. <laughs> guess, guess the wrestler. Yeah, so... My first is in Han, right. not in Solo. My second is in Han, H. not in Solo. A. My third is in Han, A. not in Solo. <laughs> so, <laughs> hang on. So, if I'm getting this right, which I'm clearly not, I have to use the letters H, A and N to guess okay. the wrestler. All right, all right. Take, take it away. Forget... No, I can't forget Han, because it's, because it's the Star Wars reference. My first is in H, as in the man from Steps, but not in Solo. My what? second is in H from Steps, but not in Solo. My third is in H from Steps, ah. but again, not in Solo. What wrestler am I? <laughs> of course, Triple H. Hey, well done. You're Triple H. Uh, or to give him his full name, Cliff. Cliff. It's not a name. It's not, <laughs> it's not his name. It's, it's Paul. It's Paul Levesque. Fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. No, no, it's embarrassing, isn't it? Bring that knowledge to the table, why don't you? Yeah. Round three. I call, what was the last Star Wars film to be released on VHS round? What was the last Star Wars film to be released on VHS? Phantom Menace. You sticking with that answer? Um, yeah. You saw fucking wrong. Oh, what was it? Attack of the Clones, mate. Was it? It was a, it was a pan... Pan and scan full screen as well because they thought anyone who's bothered about widescreen would have fucking moved to DVD by now. Oh, uh, yeah. I, yeah. I can see, I can see that actually. I actually, the reason I said that is because um, I I own a copy of the Phantom Menace on VHS. Oh, good man! Well, yeah. Still, yeah. What? And you were so desperate for my DVD version, which you can't have because the only one I got. But there you go. Look, that's for you, mate. Yeah, but I can't watch it, can I? Because that. Yeah, I've got a video. Got a video so why have you still got the VHS? Uh, just I keep <laughs> in it case w- it comes back. No, I keep it with the because I've got the THX um, releases of the nineteen ninety three. Star Wars, of course, you Masters, are. right? And I keep them because they are as close to the theatrical versions as you can get without actually being the theatrical versions. They were the last iteration before George Lucas started going. I'm going to put all loads of stuff in these. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I keep them. But you can get the theatrical releases as extras on the special or ultra editions or whatever they are. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. They they liberally toss them away as a um, an extra on DVD 2. Oh, right. On the original trilogy releases. Oh. So I got them specifically for that reason. Oh, I didn't know that. 
Okay, right, round four. Mm. Tatooine, Tartu, Tattoo, or Tuit Tawoo. Are the following quotes from the Star Wars Planet, Lipstick Lesbian Girl Band Tartu, The World of Body Art, or Owls? Okay. Tatooine, Tartu, Tattoo, or Tuit Tawoo. Tatooine, Tartu, Tattoo, or Tuit Tawoo. Yeah, I got it. Okay, quote one. Luke! 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 Tatooine, Tartu, Tattoo, or Tuit Tawoo. That sounds like that partridge bit where he's like, Dan! 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 He's still not heard me. Dan! It's from Tatooine. It is from Tatooine, well done. Quote number two. Love, hate, on the knuckles like. Tatooine, Tartu, Tattoo, or Tuit Tawoo. What? Love, hate, on the knuckles. Yeah. It's got to be tattoo. Tattoo. I can't pronounce words now. It's like a tongue twister. It's tattoo. It is tattoo. Well they're, done. They're types of tattoos. That's Popular right. Prison tattoos. Is that right? I don't, I don't I've know. Not spent time in choky. I don't it's know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. Really. Quote three: Males are almost all white, while females have more flecks of grey plumage. Tatooine, tattoo, tattoo, or to it, to woo. That's to it, to woo, isn't it? Owls, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Do you know what? For an extra bonus point, do you know what kind of owl that is? Say it again. Males are almost all white, while females have more flecks of grey plumage. Is it a barn owl? Oh, snowy, mate. Oh, shit. Snowy, of course, white. Yeah. Why didn't I get that? Quote four. Don't know my owls. <laughs> All the things she said, all the things she said, running through my head, running through my head, running through my head, running through my head. Tatooine, tattoo, tattoo, or to it, to woo. Well, that's going to be tattoo, isn't it? It is tattoo, yeah. yeah, from the song All the Things She Said. This quote five. This is a quote read by my daughter. Bearing away, she does have a good reading age, but some of these words she's never come across before, so be prepared for the fact that. This is a film quote. Uh, it is, yeah. Oh, okay. uh, maybe. Uh, who knows? Because oh, right. it could be from the world of tattooing? Bodying? Okay. <laughs> alright, alright. Your father's lightsaber. This is the weapon of a Jedi Knight. N- not as clumsy or random as a blaster. An elegant weapon for a more cavalized age. For over a thousand generators, the Jedi Knights were gardens of peace and justice in the Old Republic for the dark times before the Empire. Tatooine, tattoo, tattoo, or to it, to woo. Oh, that was so nice. <laughs> Tatooine, isn't it? Hey, it is you well done. That was brilliant. Yeah. Oh. Um, I got to say, <laughs> what, the Jedi's are the gardens of the universe. No, no, no. Like, despite the fact that she obviously struggled with some of the words, mm. she had brilliant pronunciation on the on the phrase Jedi Knight, which doesn't, which in without stars would not exist in English. <laughs> so I can only imagine that you go around saying that quite a lot. <laughs> No, I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe. Round five. It's the return of the idiot movie database. Oh, it has nothing to do with Star Wars. Oh. Well, it sort of does. Yeah. Uh, Lisa, who does these, uh, she had no idea a new Star Wars film was coming out. Oh. I know. I don't understand either. But anyway, this is a film she saw. Can you identify it? Tell me about the film you saw last night. Okay, it was really funny. There's um, a really famous guy, and I can't remember his name, he's in lots and lots of stuff, and he pulls loads of weird faces, and basically he became God, because he was all, he was like upset that nothing was going his way, uh, fell in a puddle, uh, became God, and um, he could do anything he wanted, and he made his wife's tits bigger. <laughs> That's probably. And then um, <laughs> this guy said something about oh, you'll get an apology when you pull a monkey out my ass. And <laughs> this monkey came out of his ass, right? Came out of his backside, the guy was like, and then he sent the monkey back up his ass. <laughs> Did you like the film? It was funny, I was like, thanks. There we are. Right, do you know what that film is? I haven't seen this film, mm-hmm. but I'm going to assume that it's Bruce Almighty. Oh, 
What a guess. It is Bruce Almighty. Yeah. Yay. Fantastic. Uh, for a bonus point, do you know who stars in Bruce Almighty? It's Jim Carrey. That's no, Bruce, mate. Sorry. Oh, Bruce, of course. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Bruce. <laughs> and round six, the last Christmas cracker. Or should we pull another one? Yeah, all right. Here we go. Three, two, two one. one. Oh, that was worse than the last one. <laughs> Shit. <sighs> knock, knock. Who's there? I done up. I done up who? <laughs> well, wipe your bum and wash your hands. <laughs> got you a Christmas present. What? <laughs> really? Yeah. I haven't got you a Christmas present. <laughs> oh my god, this is amazing! Happy Christmas. Thanks, dude! <laughs> oh wow, this is genuinely touching. I haven't got you a Christmas present. No, no, no. I haven't well, got anyone a Christmas present yet, I should add. Ooh, it's exciting. It's uh, it's uh, it's. Is it a bike? Yeah. Fuck off! That's amazing. Where did you get that? Say cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Did this from? Where did you get this? Um, well, I'm assuming a comic shop of sorts. Uh, no, it wasn't a shop actually. It was, was it a, a market. market. It was a market store. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you so much. That's alright, mate. That's brilliant. Wow! I thought uh, well, I have to touch it, or will it, or will I break it? No, no, yeah, it's fine. I thought it combined your, you know, two of your uh, um, interests, which is comics and um, women in lingerie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, particularly like the caption on the front. Say yeah. cheesecake. That's amazing. Uh, for the benefit of the listeners, um, uh, it's a uh, part three, Web of Spider Man, from 1988, and on the front is Mary Jane, I assume, mm. uh, sniffing a rose with a very lascivious looking photographer with his shirt buttoned undown to his penis <laughs> <laughs> uh, with lovely he looks a bit like um, Howard is it Howard Stern and the sort of oh yeah like, yeah tight curly hair and glasses and he's he's saying say cheesecake <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant thank you so much that's alright oh oh look gear up plastic explode what the fuck oh I didn't open it I didn't <gasps> see that hello Miles here what may not be apparent on the recording is that the advert on the back of the comic is for Metal Gear, coincidentally one of Kit's favourite ever gaming series, hence the surprise. Look at what's on the back. What's on the back? No, 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 you'll be very impressed with this. Metal oh Gear, my goodness, mate. I can't believe that. I literally did not look at this. Ugh. That's amazing. Oh, I'm having it back. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Feedback, feedback, the podcast. Feedback, the podcast. Hey! Right. <laughs> feedback time. <laughs> so it's Christmas soon, apparently. What we asked our listeners is do you have any essential Christmas viewing around the holidays? From films and TV shows that invoke the spirit of the season, let us know what the fuck you watch and we'll read it out like. So let's do that, shall we? Uh, Neil Perryman says. The Curse of Peladon. Curse of Peladon is... I imagine you don't know what that is. No, I don't know no. what it is. It's a 70s-era Doctor Who starring John Pertwee. Oh, uh, okay, right. It's not very good. Well, no, actually, it's all right. But it's um, it's one of those things that's written about the Britain's entry to the EU common market or something. And oh, it's right. every bit as exciting as that sounds. <laughs> <laughs> but it does have this monster in it called um, Alpha Centauri, who's a giant cock in a cape. Okay. Yeah. And this weedy little voice as well, which is like a hermaphrodite or something. It's really strange. But um, And the Doctor actually does some um, Venusian lullaby in it. Haroom, haroom, haroom. Oh. Well, uh, what you can do? It's <laughs> alright, it's not... A, yeah. I wouldn't go out of my way to watch it again, but it's alright. Okay, I, I think he's being silly. All oh, right, I don't think that's really a thing. I uh, looking at these, I think quite a few of them might be being silly. Well, let's go to the next one. <laughs> James Gent says, "Boxer delights, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, Canine and Company, the <laughs> of my boyfriend's <laughs> Volume One." And he says, "BBC Four are showing loads of seventies telly all Christmas week. Uh, I mean, more than usual." Boxer delights. That will hopefully come up a few more times. It's wonderful. Uh, I suspect you're too young for it. Yeah. I don't mean now. <laughs> Over 40s only. <laughs> but um, it was a children's BBC production back in the sort of mid-80s. 
and it had this real indefinable magic about it. It's set at Christmas time, it's like a period thing, it invokes lots of magic, it has part animation, it's about a small boy going back to his home for the holidays and there are there's a box of delights, this magic box and he gets into all sorts of scrapes, it's fantastic. Is it, um, is it based on the, the book? I had no idea there was a book. Oh, well, there's a book by John Macefield with the illustrations done by Quentin Blake. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Um, mm. Called Box of Delights. And it sounds very much like... I only know that because of the shop. But, the kid's uh, called yeah. Jonathan Harker. That's all I know. Okay. Uh, I Patrick Troughton's in it. Oh, right. But I didn't know that for years it was him because he's oh, done right. as, as an old tramp. Oh, okay. Sorry, homeless. Sorry, uh, bum. I don't know what you call him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you say John Macefield? Yeah. You're right. Ah, brilliant. There we are. Brilliant TV set. What, what year was that? 1984. Fuck me, I remember that was on. Yeah, really? I was very young, yeah. Ben Allen says, Die Hard and Jingle All The Way. Oh. Yeah, yeah Die Hard's the one for a lot of people. Do you like Die Hard? Oh, yeah, I think they're fantastic. Yeah. Do you like them or not? I do. Yeah. I do like them very much. I'm in that probably rare minority that prefers the second one to the first one. But oh, really? Yeah, yeah, the, the airport-based one. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that. Oh, okay. A whole plane full of people die. That's quite fun. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Seasonal um, jollity. <laughs> and jiggle all the way. Oh, I've got to find the toy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't like that? I know. Oh. He's like, yeah, he's doing all the stuff that he does. <laughs> yeah. He's playing. He's Arnold Schwarzenegger stars as Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> in <laughs> Jiggle All the Way. He is uncanny in that role. Is, isn't is he? his character called Harry in it? No, wait, that's in True Lies, isn't it? It's called Harry. Oh, it is, yeah. Uh, yeah. You're right. I just assume, like, if he's not being the Terminator, his character's called Harry. <laughs> <laughs> I can only think of him these days in terms of Radioactive Man from The Simpsons, when uh, Rainier Wolfcastle plays in Up and Add Them. Up and At Them. Up and Add Them. You know? Uh, no. Okay, fine. Sorry. <sighs> Charmaine Lovett, ELF, and... Oh, fuck's <laughs> 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 It's because she's... <laughs> Fucking capitalised the whole thing. <laughs> there we go, KLF tribute band. <laughs> part KLF, part ELO. They're awful. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was golden. And Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Just to go, you didn't actually say elf. No, yeah, elf. Sorry, I, I hope people will be able to spell those. <laughs> no. Better than I can. <laughs> yeah, elf and Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Elf will come up lots on this list, I imagine. Because it's brilliant. It is. It's become a cliche, I think, for everyone to say, oh yeah, I watch Elf every Christmas. It's because it's really good. Is it? And funny and warm-hearted and lovely. Do you, have you seen Elf? Yeah, I have it? seen it. Yeah, you're not, not a fan? Ah, oh, I don't know. It's a, bit, it's a bit too cheery for my liking. Oh, really? I'm in danger of coming across all bar humbug, actually. That's, that's fine. The last, uh, near the end final scene, kind of falls apart a little bit where, hey, we keep going back to Central Park where something's happening, nothing's happening. People, mm. are, people are gathered in a crowd. Mm. That's not a reason to break to news, is it? <laughs> Something's going on here, but we don't know what. Okay, great, back to the studio. At that bit, I always think, come on, you, you, you surely, but that's such a minor nickel. I really love it. I, I think it's genuinely warm-hearted, yet very funny. Will Ferrell is terrific in the title role. And, um, what's his name? James Kahn. No, he's the really tiny one off of Game of Thrones. Um, Which is Peter Dinklage. I have my hand at an ankle level. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Dinklage plays a character called Miles. So I like that. <laughs> John Sykes says, I usually watch either of my favourite two Christmas films, It's a Wonderful Life and Die Hard. Another one for Die Hard there. Yeah, absolutely. It's a Wonderful Life. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. No, I feel I should because I'm such a Red Dwarf fan. I've had it, um, I, I taped it off the telly a couple, like a couple of years ago, fully yeah. intended, because, yeah, Red Dwarf, that's why I know it. Mm. Red Dwarf, because they talk about Bedford it in... Falls, yeah, yeah. Lister's favourite. So much. Mm. Um, and, and I've never seen it and... Yeah, for about two years it's been there, and I haven't, still haven't watched it. Because what happens is, normally so busy around Christmas time, don't yeah. actually get a chance to sit down right. and watch something like that. The time seems to pass, and then I think, well, do I want to watch it now? And then it just gets forgotten about. It's, it, I know a lot of people that who it's one of their favourite films. Yeah, I'm I know really the setup of it, and I, I feel like I've watched it already, really. Yeah, but I just haven't got round to actually watching it all the way through. Darren Floyd says, "I spit on your grave." It's a festive classic, isn't it? Doesn't specify if it means the original or the recent remake, which mm. actually was not a bad film. Oh, really? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I qualify that somewhat. Uh, uh, the, the modern one is basically 
It was I spit on your grave plus saw times hostel. Oh, right, okay. Anyway, uh, and it went in the vein of that. But it, it was much more cheeky and... I think it knew what kind of film it was. I think that goes a long way. Anyway, yeah. let's not talk about Spit on Your Grave. It's, um, no. Neither film is particularly worthy, let's be honest. Well, well actually, the, the star of the original is Charlie Chaplin's either granddaughter or grandniece. I forget which. I'm sure I read something about Quentin Tarantino going on about how he... Oh, he would. He loves Grindhouse. Shit. Oh, yeah. uh, right. Any, any exploitation okay. nonsense. Oliver Rolls says, Elf, or as it's now known, ELM. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Home Alone, the Doctor Who special, that science lecture that's on Channel 4 Boxing Day, and probably a cooking show, which shows a stress-free Christmas lunch which looks a lot better than your own, and a comedy DVD which will already be on the sale rail by the time you've opened it. (laughs) Yeah, I'd forgotten about that, the Royal Institution Christmas Lectures. That is something that I, uh, yeah, quite often will watch. You are a fucking riot, mate. (laughs) What's that? They're not as good as they used to be. Oh, shit. yeah. It, surprisingly good television I take I your word for it yeah alright whatever <laughs> <laughs> Louise H- Hubert Collins no there you go brilliant thanks Louise she doesn't like them clearly not guess I'm from that yeah Miri mm-hmm. Thomas Muppets Christmas Carol oh yeah that lovely that yeah, is a good one do it? you know what my son said to me the other day what daddy mm-hmm. I don't like the Muppets I nearly threw him down the stairs, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> I said, how can you do... What do you mean you don't like the Muppets? Don't like it. What? Um, they had tried to watch Muppets Christmas Carol. He got scared by something or other. And they're not keen. Was um, it the Marley's I, ghost? Probably, yeah. To be fair, that th- the third sequence of Muppet Christmas Carol is quite grim. But then again, like any telling of the Scrooge thing is. Barnaby Sultan says, The Snowman, Canine and Company, Boxer Delights, Father Ted Christmas special, Bond film. Mm. Boom. Yeah, another one for Box of Delights there. It's something weird about The Snowman is, is when we got the DVD, so we just used to watch it every year, we thought we'd watch it before the season. And of course, it's the Bowie cut, as it was originally. Oh, yeah. He introduces it, essentially, as the boy. Yeah, it's like he's supposed to be the boy grown up, isn't he? Or yeah. Like that, yeah. What the fuck? I don't know. Oh, I remember doing this when I was at that age. Oh, God. And you're like, well, hang on a minute, what? I, yeah. I, I totally forgot it was anything to do with it. Yeah. And there he is, he's the boy. Do you think they just could, did they just tack, you know, tack that on after they'd produced it? Or? Apparently so. I saw the other day, it was either the producers or Channel 4 themselves, they wanted someone who was a bit more recognised to sell it originally. Oh, okay. So they got someone well-known, <laughs> and you know, get much more well-known than you know, the yeah. Prince of Pop, or whatever you call them, not the Prince of Pop, that's that motherfucker dead paedophile <laughs> <laughs> I can say it he's dead you can say what you like <laughs> he was a pedo though wasn't he <laughs> let's be honest he was <laughs> <laughs> he literally <laughs> slept with children <laughs> oh let's not get into that no <laughs> happy Christmas <laughs> James Hallier says die hard die hard 2 lethal weapon gremlins trading places Dr. Terror's house of horror Black Christmas, One Foot in the Algarve, Muppet Christmas Carol, Magnum P.I. Operation Silent Night. One Foot in the Algarve, I remember from years ago, sort of mid-90s. Yeah. Peter Cook's in it. He's like a a journalist or someone trying to get a roll of film. It's one of those sort of things. Is it the one that starts off with, um, there's like a scene of, uh, like a, a... a woman on a beach. There's a, yeah, there's someone like snooping on them from the yes. woods or something yep. like that. Yeah, yeah, I did, I I remember it vaguely. Yeah. Um, but I can't remember what hijinks he gets up to. I remember a man gets pissed on by a donkey as he's enjoying <laughs> a bath. It's very good. I think one from the grave. If you go back and look at them, uh, David Renwick, wasn't it? They, there are slightly sinister edges to some of them. Mm, a lot of them. Like if you read them without the sort of uh, comedy edge mm. were just terribly depressing <laughs> you know like, what's one of them oh he kills a hedgehog <laughs> you know yeah he gets yeah. buried up to his chin <laughs> that's the iconic scene isn't it, it? there's is two iconic scenes there's him the plant pot coming off his head and yeah, he's yeah. been buried Go on. and there's the, he's pick, picks up the dog one? Yeah, yes. the dog instead of the telephone yeah <laughs> So I'm laughing already. <laughs> it doesn't take much of you, does it? No, not really. Like, can you imagine? <laughs> this is a good... Sat around, they're, they're writing up the, up the uh, script. Like, Guys, I've got a great idea. Mm-hmm. Right. Imagine, the phone goes, <laughs> yeah. he goes to pick it up, but 
Now, get this. <laughs> Instead of the phone, he picks up a dog! <laughs> <laughs> but when you say dog, then I imagine him picking up a fucking Labrador by his back. <laughs> An Irish wolf. Always sit onto his shoulder. <laughs> oh, I've been mistaken this for a telephone. <laughs> 4291. <laughs> Uh, where are we and Black Christmas I I think it's wonderful as well what's that I've forgotten sort of precursor to the um, slasher genre Uh, early 70s it's one of those classic they're getting creepy phone calls and there turns out to be a killer okay it stars uh, wonderfully uh, off of Superman whose name I've forgotten now she's really good in it Terry Hatcher no, no, no. <laughs> Superman. Oh, fucking hell. Margot Kidder. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. Um, she's very good in it. It's probably one of the very few Christmas films in which you'll hear the line, I want to lick your pretty pink cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Richard Attenborough said it in Miracle on 34th Street. I don't know. <laughs> For that little girl. Like, I laughed and then turned to despair very quickly. <laughs> Oh, that's what friendship with you will do. <laughs> uh, Barnaby Sultan, M.R. James Ghost Stories, uh, as well. Sorry, I haven't edited this very well. Oh, uh, right, yeah. I'm a freelance writer, did you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Carola Schultz, if I hope I've pronounced that correctly, says, I love Dagurly stuff. Love actually Elf, Dry Hazelnusser for Enschenbrödel. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> she is German. So, oh, right, okay. Um, I a, don't know. A Czech-German Cinderella movie. So lovely. Old German-Czech-Russian fairy tales. That kind of stuff. I admit, Christmas Vacation is also on my list. Love it. Herbert West, Where Eagles Dare. Oh, I love Where Eagles Dare. I've not seen it. Have you not? Uh, no. I think it's great. I don't, I don't know even what it's about. It's like a... What, what is it? Like planes and shit? <laughs> is it war? Yeah, is it's, it it's war Nazi... Um, stuff. I'm not saying I like Nazi stuff. I, well, yeah. what's come across. Now. <laughs> uh, speaking of Nazi stuff, Baz Collins says downfall. Oh. The scene where Magda Goebbels poisons her sleeping kids is the true spirit of Christmas. <laughs> oh dear. Seriously though, I always watch Christmas specials of comedy shows, particularly knowing me, knowing you all, and a Christmassy Ted. Christmassy Ted is probably one of the best Christmas specials, which are usually pretty rubbish, to be honest. I agree. Christmas I love Christmassy Ted. Yeah. It's brilliant. Is that the one where it's got the fake vicar and he takes his clothes off? No. Oh, wait, yes. Because he wins, like, vicar of the... Oh, sorry, priest of the year. Begging it's the, it's Christmassy Ted. How many Christmas, How many Father Ted Christmas specials are there? There's only one. one. Yeah. Yeah, so they get stuck in the lingerie They're Stuck in the lingerie department, department yeah. So and he then gets priest of the, the year. guy turns up at the end, yeah. and he's... Yeah, is it is that Todd Unctuous? And she's oh. like, guess my name. He's like, guess what my name is. <laughs> oh, yeah, Father Neil like, yeah. Father Neil like, yeah. uh, Do you know what? I absolutely adore that scene where he comes in, they're trying to sleep, and he comes in just wearing a pair of white pants. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, off, right. They're like off white yes. as well, <laughs> and there's it comes in. It's like <laughs> ah, there you are, <laughs> all the lads. <laughs> and there's that shot of him like the A-frame through his legs. That's right, and he's getting right up close to him, like he puts his leg up near his face. Oh my goodness! Yeah, actually, yeah, this is quite comedy stuff. No one, as far as I'm aware, has nominated the bottom Christmas special, which is brilliant. I watch that every year. Yeah. No. I have. I. Oh, you're fantastic. Gonna, yeah. You're gonna hate me for saying one this. potato or two. Two. No one. <laughs> I mean, that's that's brilliant. That's hilarious. You don't, do you not like Bottom? I. Uh, it's not. I don't like it. I've. I've just never watched it. I don't know where our friendship's gonna, friendship's gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be taking that ticket back off me. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Right. Sorry. Lisa Weatherly Taylor says that's um, our idiot movie database by the way not an idiot never ending story just because I like it it's not a Christmas film uh, Santa Claus the movie The Grinch Home Alone The Griswolds she means National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation <laughs> right Paul Kirkley says TV Cream why don't YouTube are doing a fab hashtag 100 clips of Christmas thing this year worth a mention for anyone who wants to see the 1982 BBC2 Christmas Eve close down clock and who wouldn't well he's quite right because as you and I have discussed and I especially love yeah, seeking out old idents of BBC if you google 
BBC Christmas, BBC One Christmas 1993, you'll get a specially written song for BBC's coverage of that year, at least their seasonal programming, and you'll get such delights as The Birds of a Feather, you'll get Paul Daniels and Debbie McGee, uh, you'll get Jim Davidson and The Man What Was On His Snooker Programme, Mr Blobby and Noel Edmonds, and Paul Daniels uses, sings the line... Something like programs beyond your wildest dreams. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I think. Oh, yeah. I've had some pretty wild dreams. Yeah. None of which have involved Mr. Blobby, Jim Davidson, or the Birds of a Feather cast. No, no, I don't think they've ever invaded my dreams either. No. Do you know what? I might play out on it. Yeah. That might be the closing credits for today. Okay. Cool. Kieran Core. Every year they do one of David Walliams' books as a drama. Love it. Plus Christmas Day EastEnders and Corrie and comedians doing Christmas shows. Plus the big fat quiz of the year. And I always have Top of the Pops Christmas special on while just eating my Christmas dinner. Kiss, kiss. We'll have one each. <laughs> Yay. Thanks. Uh, Sorry, I realised halfway through that I was doing a bit of a, a Euro trash style, <laughs> taking the piss out of what they're saying. I, was, I, I did consider <clears throat> uh, mentioning that you sound incredibly facetious when I was reading that out. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kieran. I don't mean it. I've had two beers. I'm smashed. <laughs> Josh Gator says nothing says Christmas like Project X, the one with Matthew Broderick and the monkeys. Not the newer Shiter film. Is there a new Project X? I didn't. I wasn't aware of that. No. Rob Stradling says the Leslie Briscus stroke Albert Finney Scrooge musical. Weapon of choice for booting my Christmas OS. Like Ivan Kirby says the Christmas episode of the Avengers gets me in the spirit more than anything else and I always watch the BBC adaptation of MR James Lost Hearts for a good festive scare right okay that's answered that question from earlier then excellent yes. that I may have edited out yeah. <laughs> brilliant Emma Bond we are sat watching the snowman for the 100th time can't wait for Downton love an ITV Christmas drama special that and some turkey and stuffing sarnies perfect I hate Downton Abbey. I hate everything about it. <laughs> I've never seen a second yeah. of it. I don't know. I, actually, yeah, neither have I. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? It might be the best thing you've never seen then. I'm a knob. <laughs> Sonia Dalgano says, Elf, Elf, Elf and Elf. That's one film watched four times at least. Oh, and The Snowman and Doctor Who. And of course, EastEnders. The Queen's speech is good for a quick 40 winks and checking out the background decor and seeing how old she is getting. She's getting on a bit. Yeah, the Queen is old now. <laughs> that is fact. The Queen is old, boys. Cena <laughs> Kadesh. I like to watch the 80s version of Babes in Toyland with the sound down and listen to Babes in Toyland. Christmas. Can't help but feel that that's got something to do with onanism. <laughs> you said it, not me. <laughs> Mike Minnie says, "Here are some of my favourite Gateway Xmas films." I don't. Know, what do you mean by that? Do they lead on to harder Christmas films. <laughs> Perhaps. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Trading Places, Mean Girls, <laughs> Gremlins, In Bruges, Long Kiss Goodnight, Amelie, Groundhog Day, Die Hard, Die Hard, Die Hard. Three exclamation marks. Yes. I, do you know what I, I actually I sort of laughed as I was reading out that initial bit but I know exactly what you mean because like my, the films that I consider Christmas films are not Christmas films right well Brazil yeah well exactly that's the thing like that's a, that is set in Christmas but I wouldn't mm -hmm. consider it a Christmas film right and I think we discussed this last time hmm. Amelie is beautiful I don't remember any Christmas stuff in it but fine if that gets you in the mood why the fuck not yeah Groundhog Day <clears> is a good <throat> film as well mm, again not not a Christmas film. There's snow in it. Yeah. yeah. Ash Lee, Scrooge, Elf, Muppet Christmas Carol, and Box of Delights. Concur with all of those. Uh, no one said Bad Santa, which is annoying because I think that's very funny, and I watched that. That's came out the same year as Elf, actually, and it is again a perennial fave in the Hamer household. Yeah. I mean, the kids like it, right? They're all fucking awful shit, but then their <laughs> brains are tiny. <laughs> I assume that's what was going on. I'm just trying to think what sort of stuff I enjoyed watching when I was a child I think I've watched The Snowman like several times probably stopped watching it because of the ending like, it's, it's sad isn't it sad at the end. have you seen The Snow Dog no I haven't seen that one no oh okay because I'm a 30 year old man without children <laughs> <laughs> alright okay yeah I have only seen it with the children it's, it's lovely can't remember how that one ends again don't think it's good 
Right. I think the onset of another season means that any snowy fun is, is definitely due to dissipate in the yeah. heat. I didn't ask what dissipate Let meant. Me check that. Who's trying to help you? Fucking Siri! I don't need you to! I was using it in context, you daft prick. <laughs> Why did she randomly choose that one? I don't know. I didn't say, hey Siri. Hey Siri! <laughs> hey Siri! Go f*** yourself. There's no need for that. So has that list convinced you to watch anything this Christmas to get you in the festive spirit? I'm fairly certain that I'm going to try and watch It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, okay, excellent. Yeah. Shall we make that pack then? I'll try and watch it too. Yeah, yeah, because I really should get around to watching it. You know, it's aside from the fact it's the iconic Christmas film. It's, it's Dave Lister's favourite film. It's Dave Lister's favourite film, yeah, <laughs> and that's fine. Oh, it sounds like he's on his way. Yay! <laughs> I'm excited. I'm a bit drunk. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thanks ever so much for listening. I'm going to stop that because it's really annoying. Thanks ever so much for listening. I genuinely mean that. If you would like to follow us on Twitter, it's at NotSpecialPod. If you'd like to email us, oh, don't bother, no one ever fucking does. <laughs> and go onto our Facebook page, just search for Not The Special Edition. So a very Merry Christmas, unless we do another episode between now and Christmas. It's probably not that likely, but you never know. (laughs) And um, um, thanks for listening. We love you very much, especially Kit. Yeah, I I love you more than Miles does. It's just true, he does. He doesn't even even like you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much, and Merry Christmas, and the other bits that people say when they say Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Season's greetings. Plenty of fun. We can generate, so just be there. Why don't you make a day to family show where everyone plays the game? Well, feast your eyes. It's unbelievable. I hear you cry. Magic will take you beyond your wildest dreams. If you want a genie, then I can be your man. Rub my lamp and hear him say, Put as many balls as you can. Down at Crinkly Bottom, they'll all be tuning in. Join us for a Christmas full of fun. Here on BBC One. We are cunts, aren't we? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Please help us make our podcast. <laughs> 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 <laughs>